Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Hey, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Uh, well, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really excited and uh, yeah, just, yeah, keen. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> so last night we all chilled, hung out. We had like a big group of us here. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was awesome just connecting with the boys again and, and seeing my new faces as well. So Yeah, because like you you met most of those guys at the next level, yeah? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> sick. Um, I'm actually really interested and, and curious to talk to you because like you've been in the army for ages, you were like, I can't remember the, the correct term, like squad leader at like a really young, yeah, young um, age. A corporal or Lance Corporal. Um, yep. Yeah, age 21, 22. So, um, yeah. It's like it's, a bit of a deal, hey? It is, yeah. It, especially <laughs> when it's like forced on you. Like it's like I was a digger. I was happy to just like get told what to do. And then they're like all of a sudden, hey, uh, you're going on promotion. And I'm like, I, I don't want to I don't have to tell other people what to do. Like I'm happy just chilling and – you get you get forced into doing that and you, you grow obviously and uh you know you're 22 and then you're telling other 26 year old and 28 year olds what to go do and and lead in that and you're just like what the hell <laughs> i'm not qualified <laughs> you were lance corporal and then like you wanted to shift into other business stuff what happened there yeah so <clears throat> from you know learning all that experience from getting stepping up into a leader and sort of not wanting to and then having to break that um belief of oh, i you know, I can't do that. I can't lead people or anything like that. So that changing. And then when I finally got out of the army, I was like, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, you kind of go into a little bit of a pit and try and find yourself. And because that was like a programming, a whole programming in army where they, you, that is what you are. And then you get out and you kind of don't have that purpose or anything anymore. So you got to try and find it. And then um, <clears throat> I've always wanted to, I always saw these people in business and, you know, they're always like so successful and having all these things and being able to do the time and freedom and whatever they wanted. So I was like, that's something I would like to live. So business was that avenue to get there. And I had a bit of interest um, to do it. So, um, yeah, did a few like workshops, like veteran workshops where there was veterans in business and um, they were already running their own business and, you know, doing all that. And that sort of sparked my interest. And then to go from there, people were showing me that were already in business, showing what they could do with business. And I was like, this is something I can I can go into so sick and what is your business um <clears throat> right now i do um a fire safety company for so we do like fire maintenance like extinguishers we do fire training compliance evacuation diagrams so everything like a business that you know if you're a brick and mortar business and you're like i have no idea how to do compliance stuff with all the law um we come in and help you and do that so um it's the same thing with uh training it's um we come into the businesses and train your wardens the chief wardens evacuation runs all that sort of thing and mm -hmm. A lot of businesses are like, we well, have no, no idea how to do that. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come in and help you. With my previous experience with doing emergencies and stuff, everything's like, ah, everything's <laughs> on fire, run. <laughs> Get out of the building, you know. Um, so, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, one thing I'm really interested to talk about with you is like sort of like the culture that you have like in the army and like the masculine culture. And then with like joining the Set the Standard community, coming to one of our retreats, like what were the things that, like, what was the culture like? And then what were the things that you learned that changed your belief? Like, oh, this used to be belief now, now it's here. And then how's that like impacted you now? Yeah. So it's, it's a big one with army culture. It's like 
super masculinity that's just like dudes trying to be better and there's just got all these alphas everywhere and who's better than who and very competition wise but at the same time it sort of reminds me of like a footy team you're all still a part of the same thing and you want to do better because you want to beat the other team and obviously that would be another country or whatever everyone else is doing but um it also brings a lot of toxic stuff in there as well as in like dudes come in bring their trauma different signs of different people walks of life as well like a lot of people do find i find that to join the army you might be running away from something um for me it was actually i'm not a man i'm just a short little dude that like you know um just didn't you know so i was like i gotta go do the hardest thing that i can do to be able to become a man so stepping in that and then you know i was only 18 when i joined so seeing these other dudes that are in there and this is the standard that they're setting and um you had high level people in there already and, and dudes that come from like being chippy for six years and then they're like yeah i wanted to push myself so you have a lot of good things as well where people are there to push themselves be absolutely fit as hell and do things and push themselves to go special forces and everything so um and the skills and technical stuff you do learn um the camaraderie is the biggest thing so the thing is i found that the more harder the stuff that you go through with people the the deeper the connection is, the more vulnerable you are as well. So, um, you know, you see dudes to your left and right when you're pack marching for days on end, 15 kilometres, um, you look to your right and you're like, I want to give up. But you look to old mate and he's still going and he's got your back. So you're like, yeah, man, we've got a really, you know, special bond and you'll keep going. So um, that is sort of the culture of army. You kind of stick together. It's like a new family. You've ran, you ran away from your old family. You got posted to another position in Australia and that is now your new family and you'll do whatever and, you know, die for them or whatever it is. So um, that was sort of the army culture, I guess, like a big footy team. But, you know, you're all there, but at the same time there's a lot of competition too. Um, and then sort of realising, uh, you know, when you're out, you do lose a lot of that um, because you go off to your own, back to your hometown or back to wherever you're a new, new life, new start. So... Um, then seeing set the standard where there's a bunch of dudes, the same thing. Um, but these guys are here to grow and just support you and just help you just go to that next level. Um, and speaking of which going to a next level, like the event, um, just seeing dudes again, we've been all vulnerable. We're in a hard situation or, you know, being pushed out of our limits and it's uncomfortable, but everyone else you look around is, is uncomfortable and they're all there to just support you and be there. So that was what I really liked, uh, like the correlation with Army and set the standard, but in a better way, if that makes sense. So with all our, all that, you know, competitive, it's like, no, we're here to like help you. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Some of the toxic stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Like what did you learn? Like in, in terms of like yourself and like your own awareness and like handling and dealing with your own emotions. Cause I remember even like last night you talked about when you're like, oh yeah, when we were in the army, there's like, bombs going off or I'm sitting there and there's like, we're always on edge in case like a truck or someone's going to come shoot at us or some shit. Yep. And like everyone's rewired. And then like I come here and I, like I had to like work through all this other stuff that I went through. Like what was like the sort of correlations and like the lessons for you? Yeah. So I noticed uh, I was holding a big shield. I just had this whole shield to like stop all these emotions. I was just like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, block, block, block. And then having this massive shield around, I'm like, yeah, I'll block everything I can. And then like, yeah, understanding that like I can just drop that shield and then like just let all the emotions flow in and then just accept that they're coming in and feeling them, acknowledging them, and then just like be able to express it back as well. Um, what, what was your shield, by the way? What was like the ego shield that, that was there? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Um so I think the biggest one was like um, just trying to try not to get judged, just the fear, the fear of judgment sort of thing on on me being my true authentic self and then being judged for that, whereas I was putting the shield up and sort of a facade to be like, oh, what they 
you know, what they would like me to be instead. So, you know, when I dropped that, I was like, no, I'm just going to be myself. And I found that it was so much better just, just being me. And so I just dropped that shield. Were you doing that in the army? Were you like, you know, yeah. trying to prove um, yourself? Or? Yeah. And you're also like trying to fit in as well because it's such an um, environment where you're like, if you're – like I've been injured. I've had a knee reconstruction in the army and like when you're injured, I can't do the things that everyone's doing at the moment. So you, you're sort of – you're in the uh, shit kicker list over there and they it's called like your linger or whatever, um, which is a bad term. But it's like you can't do the job anymore so you're shit – if that makes sense. And you put in that, you know, you see that uh, you're in that group of just being injured and, and I had knee reconstruction. I couldn't, yeah, couldn't physically do stuff for probably 12 months until I was back to rehab and all that. So, um, yeah, that's just the, the big one I noticed with that. Um, mm. But, um, you know, and when you're back into the job, you're fully fit to go, then, yeah, oh, everyone. And then <clears throat> you really see that shift with, oh, Heath, you're doing, you're smashing, you're doing, doing footy in the army, you're doing all these things. It's all cool and getting on the courses that you like and everything. You get injured and it's like, oh, hey, man, you, you shit anything. But when you're back, you'll be right, you'll be sweet or like they just, you know, switch. So you're kind of like, oh, there's – you're not really my mate. You're not supporting me when I'm at my lowest or my highest as well. Does that make sense? So, mm. um, yeah, it was, a, it was a big sort of shift change. You go, oh, okay, these these guys might not always be there for me if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, we are a number. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, You do see your real friends though, the ones that are there for you when you are low in the army as well. But, yeah, you do see a lot of – um yeah i guess um you, you, yeah just do another number you, mm. they don't call you sometimes by your name either <laughs> private or you know lance corporal or corporal or fucking yeah, yeah. It is. what about um in terms of when you're in the army what was the, what were like some of the most intense sort of traumatic experiences that you had there and then what lessons did you learn that helped you cope with that yeah so there's a few off the top of my head. One uh, in particular was um, I, when I stepped up into the leadership role um, as a lance corporal. Um, that's like the mother of the section. So your section is usually like six to eight dudes. Um, you'll have the dad, which is the corporal. He makes all the decisions like commanding, you know, go over there, go do this and fight there. Whereas the 2RC runs around and does like the ammo, looks after the boys, make sure they've got enough water to be able to keep going. And, that. and then they still have their own little command in the brick as well. And then you have your diggers that are the workers and the soldiers really as well. So everyone's a soldier, but, you know, with the leadership and all that. Uh, with that, I got forced into that after I did like three or four years. And on the fourth year, I was into my promotional courses doing that. And then I got my rank and then I had to look after a bunch of dudes. And, you know, I'm always very care. And, you know, I always like look after the boys very, you know, um, keep them together and make sure everyone's always good. And I've always done that sort of bit of like people pleasing as well though, as well. Um, but the biggest one was one of our boys in our section actually um, he committed suicide um, two months or a month before deployment. And that like, that hit me the hardest probably I've ever had in life. It just like punched me in the face and was like, Hey, you're a shit leader. Cause one of your boys is gone. And you're like, yeah, it was just such a, it was, yeah, it was probably one of the things that really woke me up and go, well, you need to like, you know, I thought I was doing a good job and there's nothing you can do, but at the end, same time, it's so hard not to blame yourself for like, you could have done better. You could have helped him out here. You could have done this and X, Y, Z. So that was probably like one of the biggest, yeah, hits in the face and um, really, yeah. How did that affect you? Oh, like in everyday life, how did that oh, affect you? It showed up, yeah, like anger, like just destroying myself saying, your shit you didn't you couldn't you didn't do this you couldn't be there um 
you know, so I'd just go to the gym and go, fuck this, and just get to a bag and just punch a bag and just let it all out and just do as much. Like, you had a whole minute, and I will just be like, boom, 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 like that. And then I'm like, stop. And then the one minute, and I'll be like, I'm still angry. And then I'll just keep going, and it's like, you know, people walking past the gym is like, this guy's going ham on this bag, no technique, just flowing hands and shit. So um, it showed up in anger as well, like as in with people. So in my head, I didn't show it. But if, you know, Sarge came up to me and he's like, you need to get your boys doing this and this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to punch your head in, hey. Like just just super angry all the time. And I uh, wasn't showing it, but inside I could feel it. And just, yeah, it just was tearing me up inside. Did it affect you whenever you got back home? Whenever you went back home? Um. Yeah, I, yeah, it did actually in my relationship. It did actually at the time. Um, you know, I, I got home and didn't really feel supported either and understood, um, which made me more angry. Like, why isn't no one understanding why I'm so angry all the time? So, um, yeah, it showed up, yeah, like that. Um, but, yeah, the, another one was overseas. Like, there was there's a few – we do six months, so I went to Afghan for six, seven months um, and – you know, there's always like trauma in, in anything with war and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, you've had like bombs over the and you know vehicles going off and around you and everything. Like the arms going off, you're on a convoy and you're always like peeking, looking around, what's going on. So that that experience itself is just like in a high stress relationship, uh, stress environment for six months straight. You get home to Australia and you're like, we're so safe here, like just <laughs> chill. But it's like it's you've just been practicing programming for six months, going like I'm so wide right now, and yeah. So uh, and all that sp- all that stuff happened, you know. So losing the mate, um, dealing with that, carrying him in the funeral, doing all that sort of thing, that process, and then like a month or two later, we were deploying straight to go to Afghanistan, and we had to replace that guy in a section, and I had to get the boys, and it wasn't, and it's pre-deployment too, so you do this training before um you go so it's not like oh you just went to six months you know deployment before that you've had six months of hard training to be able to get to that stage of going over so it's more like a whole 12 month cycle of you just doing everything and as a 2IC you run around making sure your boys are admins are squared away um you know just looking after everyone making sure because you wear you wear it and take ownership of like hey this boys hasn't got any of this submitted and you're like that's my fault because i'm i'm the guy who's supposed to get him to that stage so Mm. Yeah, it's just so hectic. It was just a big <laughs> hectic time in my life. And then I got back from overseas the second day and broke up with my long-term partner for six years. We became high school sweethearts. So it was all just like that deployment, come back, new relationship. Uh, I was in old relationship, left, and then I was like, who am I? It's like so much stuff happened. And, yeah, it was as much as like at the time I was like, I freaking hate my life and this is this is so much. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And then what were the things that you learnt specifically and like experiences that you had which helped you like get back to you? Um, there's so many off the top of my head. Um, I think the biggest one is acknowledging like emotions and feeling them. So, you know, why is just getting to that? Why, where's this stem from? Like I'd be sitting there angry and okay. Like I'd sit in the anger and go, what am I, why am I feeling this? So getting the knowledge to be able to understand why I'm angry and where it stems from. Okay. It stems from this. Okay. Well, there's not much you can do about it. It's in the past. It's, it's that past stuff, you know, like you've beaten yourself up, shame, guilt, all that sort of thing. So um, a big lesson was just self-awareness and identifying where is it coming from? And then, trying to find the way to best deal with it. Have you got a story of when that like popped up? If you were like talking to someone, calling someone, you're reflecting, journaling, and you're like, Oof. 
Yeah. Um, I think um, I noticed a big one on on the neck in the next level after the anger exercise that we did. You know, we did we got all this. I got all this anger. It was so this exercise was amazing, and it came out. And then I sort of just what was it that came out? I remember punching in the chest, but I can't remember what <laughs> yeah, everyone oh, said. Like, it, it was like, I think you came up to me and you're like, um, you're like, you've, you've been holding it back and like, and just cheating up to just, you know, he's like, this is a time where you just like let it out. And I was like, you know what? hundreds. This is like, you gave me that gateway to just be like, let everything go. And I'm like, yeah. And then that's why I was, I was saying like, let's fucking go. Cause I was like, I'm just going to let everything out. And, <laughs> and it came out. And then after it just, it just felt like a spirit. had just like left, like this big angry demon thing just came out and it just like fucked off. And then I just was like <laughs> sitting there and going, okay, wow. That's what it's like to not be angry anymore. Or like, not, it's like all that shame guilt just like it just fucked off as a big demon out as see you later mate like you're gone <laughs> no possessing me anymore yeah, you ain't coming back so <laughs> yeah. that's great it makes me emotional you saying that yeah, yeah, <laughs> like oh that was hectic in there yeah like you just you're just like the gateway that's like hey there's this big demon inside you're like anger and you can you know and then just like just you just gave me permission to like let it out and yeah. that's yeah and what was it what was what were you telling yourself like what was the what the thing that you, that you were letting out like and the things that you were saying to yourself I think it was stop holding on and stop holding on to something that mm. was out of your control. And I think that's where it comes from. Like the anger is like whenever, Oh, that's another big one. When I get angry, I'm thinking why well, I'm getting angry. It's cause it's out. Of, uh, I can't control the situation I'm in. So mm. now, you know, like if I'm in traffic or something, oh, I'm angry that I'm not getting there or I'm angry at something. I'm like, Hey, I can't control this. So what's the point of me being angry about it? And, but that's where I've been identifying. That's where the anger is, is um, I can't control the situation. Oh, I'll get angry about it. And I'm like, no, you, you can't control it. So why bother getting angry over it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went crazy, exercise, demon went. And then what, what were you sort of thinking and reflecting on? Afterwards, I think it was a big life reflecting. Like it was just like one of those montages of all the stuff that was a build up from me losing a, a mate, and then um, you know deployment, and then you know um, the ex stuff as well. I uh, didn't mention that, but also got money at the same time. So when that deployment happened, they got back, break up, and then two or three months later, got sued for like twenty three k or something. Or lost. Or it was eighty k. What from? Originally. What did you get sued for? Um, uh, you know how. Um, not sued, but like I, I want half of your money. So oh, yeah, 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 that kind mm-hmm. of thing with relationships. And when you've been with someone for a couple of years, yep. they can, half your possessions are theirs. Yeah. yeah. So I got I got stabbed with eighty k, and had to go through lawyers and got down to like twenty three. So I was pretty lucky. But again, just that because I had my own house, had I was just financing this person. So that was another big anger one is that someone can literally use the law to grab to my money. It's like if I was if I was back in the day where I had a big gold behind me and a dragon there to guard it and there's me and there was this person it's like you can't touch my gold because i'll you know do whatever to defend it but in this day and age they can just use papers and you know lawyers to just like go around and just pick your gold and then take it from you and you're like so I, that was a big anger one it's as crazy because well. you're like not married or anything either no you know? it's just no kids nothing so um it's just and that's why i was getting angry at the law like just, just so angry at things like how can people do this to me and it's just like you know <laughs> yeah so um, that was another big anger, like that, that ball of that, I think it was the, yeah, probably year and a half to deal with of just all that shit happening. So, um, yeah, it really took the time to get on and 
get on top of that anger and hey look you were out of that it's out of your control like and like what what happened for you like what outcomes happened for you once you got rid of it um this is crazy by the way um uh, i think i did spiral in a bit where it was so after that point i did spiral into i was a single life and then also getting out of the army and then also then I went to turn to party and drinking and all that stuff. Even though we're drinking through that, Army has a huge drinking going out culture. Like after you get back from exercise, everyone celebrates. Like we just did two weeks out field, no showers, nothing, eating on rat packs. You're all like skinny and then you'll get your beers straight into your, your drunk off like two or three beers and you just get plus and you love each other and all that stuff. But like that's a massive culture. So I just sort of reverted back to that when I got out of the Army. I was like, all right, I'm going to do the same thing, you know, out in the civvy world and, and do that. So I did spiral to like doing alcohol um, on the and parties on the weekends and stuff, and it got to a point where I got locked down in COVID for in Melbourne, and it sort of just sat with me that I was like, "What trajectory am I on on my path?" Um, and I need to find some stuff. Um, so the big learning point was just really just self awareness and like the exercise in our in our is like if I continue this path in five years, where will I be? And it's like you'll still be the same, and that's something I didn't like. Um, like looking at into the future. Yeah, what was that reflection for you looking like and staring that? And then because a lot of people, you know, some some people can tell people to do stuff, right? They're like, oh yeah, so like map out your future, map your five year goals out, map the ones of what you'd be like now if you didn't change anything. And then people actually don't do it, yeah. or they're like, oh, I don't want to look at that, I don't want to face that. Yeah. You're like, well, if you want to make a change, you know, as people say, you got to, you know, you got to face the pain. You yeah. know, the 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 deeper the roots yeah. to hell, the the closer the tree gets to heaven. What was that like like for you? Yeah, it, it was a really good exercise because it just literally, I was like, okay, I never really stopped and reflected on what the future was. It's kind of, I was just kind of flowing with life and doing whatever came towards you it. You forget, so, hey. Yeah. I you, just, you just forget to ref- even think or map or plan goals or anything. You're just like, I'm just, yep. next minute, it's like, life's taking me. I'm not taking life. <laughs> yeah, literally, li- just live each day by and without any plans or anything. And just like, it's like going into a forest and just walking around in a forest. <laughs> I've not even got an ax or anything. I'm not even chipping away trying to make a pathway for wherever I want to be to make my house. I'm just going around this forest going, well, that's cool. Oh, there's mushies. And there's, <laughs> you know, like just, just tree mushies. Just, just having a walk. Around. Hanging out. Yeah. yeah it's like, I, that is like the worst way to be, I think. Cause it's like so unconscious. Yeah. Like uh, unless unless you've like sort of transcended the rest of the stuff and you're like your intention is to just be in the forest and you've figured it out and you're like, I'm going to be here, see what happens and ride because everything else, if, if you're not that conscious, yep. then it's like you got to look at, yeah. you got to look at things. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was reading um, that Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Yeah. And he was like, I've done a few of the exercises in his book. I haven't done a whole thing, but it's more like just sitting back and watching like Hayden driving in a car. Just like watch him do. What is he doing? He's on like just driving. Step back and just have a look at yourself. And like he's just going in the modern world, just driving his car <laughs> to work or wherever it's going. And I found that that's a good one to like go back to the present and get that self awareness of like just pull yourself out of there and just like watch Hayden. Like I'm doing a podcast now. Like let's just watch him just talk about some stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, just like float outside your body yeah. and then watch everything of life. And then you know it's good. Then you can kind of direct yourself or where you want to do in experiences in life. It's crazy you can just visualize that. Yeah, like, and it's a tool. Yeah. Like unless someone like, you know, unless you, like, as you said, you read the book yep. and you did the exercise, it's like now you've actually learned a tool that you can use. And it's like whenever you're stressed or you're freaking out or you got to have a quick, oh, quick check-in, what am I doing? Where am I going? Yep. And it's like you literally can like vision yourself doing like, okay, what happened like the last like two months? You can like think of everything in five seconds. You figure out what that is and it's like, oh, 
this is a decision I need to make because like decisions are the most important things. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, and I, 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 the reason I get that visualization is one time I was sitting down in, in during COVID in a lockdown on on I was doing an armory operation with Op COVID whatever it is in Melbourne, so we're locked in a hotel for two months. So you know it, you know you literally only go out when you do it work with the police and everything, and then you go back to your hotel and they deliver food and it was just so crap. And it, so it's literally in a the hotel like a little apartment for two months. So I was like, I'm going to start doing. Um, some meditation and I did this one where I put everything into it and I actually floated outside of my body and watched myself sitting there and I watched these thoughts go in from one in and out and I was like reading his thoughts as they were going in and that was me. So I was like, whoa. Now you had a full mystical experience. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what is this? So Incredible. Yeah. yeah incredible. It's crazy like the power of that. And yeah. People don't think like how strong their minds are yep. and like, you know, it's like, well, how powerful and real is it when you dream? <laughs> Yeah, you know oh. I mean? it's like it can affect you. Like you can, you can wake up like sometimes. So literally, it's like um, they talk about this in some books. That I, like, I like to read, and it's like depending on what you're thinking, like makes you essentially depending on what you're thinking influences your direct behaviors, things that you say, and how you act. It's like even notice sometimes you just walk to the fridge and open the fridge for no reason. You're like, what the fuck am I doing in the fridge? Yeah, it's like where'd that come from? Yep. And it's like literally in terms of your own brain's programming and how you're thinking and what you're visualizing will determine like how you act and like you know when you think about food and you start to get like a little bit hungry then you start salivating mm. and it's like that's happening to us with words that we say with interactions that we do and it's like that's why it's so important to like have like strong like mindset and strong like visualization uh, visualizations in our brain and like understand the different tools. So yep. like I'm curious as like I'm actually really like curious in this question. Like like inset the standard when you did learn some tools and apply them. What were the ones that you found were the most impactful for you? And how could people who are like listening to this use them? Yeah, that's that's a great one. Like I found the King Warrior Magician Lover was a really good um, way to understand and and sort of like choose. You know when this scenario comes up you know, who do I got to be in this situation to be able to overcome this problem? So, you know, um, when you're a king, you step up into your, like your leadership. When you're a warrior, you step into, you know, working or getting the shit done that you need. If you're a magician, you're going to, I need to create some things or systems and stuff and like business as well. And then lover, this is where I need to connect my relationship or, you know, relationship with family or friends or partners. So just acknowledging like, like if I had like a problem in my family, like my dad's doing something stupid and I'm like, all right, I got to step onto my king and just, be, you know, sort this out and, and sort of thing. So, um, you know, same with the relationship. I need to give more love, show emotions and, and, and do all that sort of thing. So I found that was the one of the big things. I was like, this makes sense because I love my old school, you know, um, Greek mythology, barbarian warrior stuff. So I was like, yeah, king, warrior, lord. like I love that. It's like because you have the mage that's just <laughs> creating wizardry up and just concoction. You're like this is my, you know, creation. Yeah. They get that warrior to go in and go to the gym and just be an absolute animal. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the um, that that sort of that's what I, the one thing I did take away, which is great. Yeah, I love how you said that. It was like, not what do I need to do? Like you can just tell with the intelligence you learned already. It's like, not what do I need to do to like solve this problem. It's who do I need to become to solve this problem? And now you have like this perfect tool, and you understand the dark side, the light side. How have you used? Have you used any of those to like? Have you got any examples where you've like actually used some of those and been like, oh my god, this worked. Yeah, um, so I had um, some stuff up where um, 
my father was uh, staying with us and he, he likes to drink a fair bit so and, and not abusive or anything like that just he just he's just alcohol he's dealing with his own problems and stuff like that and it started to affect my my old relationship with uh, my partner and you know I was kind of like dad you need to do this like this is not like you, you're just stuffing around he was at the front of ours with a caravan um, and just like uh, you know living there and then getting drunk and I'm like you can't be my dad at the front of my house in a caravan drinking yeah. <laughs> This is just not. This is just not. It's not a good look, yeah, right? It's not, like, yeah, it's it's not, not a good look. You just you just out there, yeah. like, like Dad. You need to sort yourself out. Just hit this camera. There's no sign on the ca- on the camper van that says Hayden's dad. Like yeah. no one knows. You just could be a stranger. Just, just parked there drinking. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's obviously so many things. Like a couple of days is fine, but if it's like a week or so, and a couple of weeks, and then it starts to affect your relationship with that, and I'm like, all right, I need to step up. And you know, let him know that hey, this is this is not what I want to accept. This, I can't accept this, and we need to do something about it. So I sat him down at the park and like wrote him sort of like an a eulogy. Um, I did that sort of exercise where I said, "Look, I'm going to read you your eulogy if you pass away because I want to tell you all the things that I." Good fucking job, dude. Yeah. Is that after you did your eulogy? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I did mine, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, all right." And oh, it, what a great idea! Yeah, it's just hold. It's just like holding. It's. Yeah, that eulogy is like, wow, it's like your 80-year-old self. You always, I like to talk to my 80-year-old self too sometimes as in, you know, like I feel like – because sometimes you give yourself the best advice and you give other people better advice as well, but you don't even sometimes always follow it. So mm. when I give myself the 80-year-old self um, advice, I'm like, well, he's, he's always like, oh, what should I do? And he's like, you know what you need to do. I'm like, fuck, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. They like, give you the sage wisdom. Yeah, hey, they yeah. don't give you the answer. Yeah. They're just like a little bit of encouragement. <laughs> yeah. It's like Gandalf. It was just like, Gandalf, you're fucking right all the time. Aren't you? <laughs> he just knows. And, uh, and it's like, it's powerful. And I don't want people to like also turn off to think that like that isn't powerful because you can literally, like even with acting, right? And you know, this is so true. It's just like, okay, if I need to give myself advice right now, literally just step into someone who is really wise, like just embody them and just sort of like have that conversation with yourself. And you're like, wow, some of the shit that I can come up with is so crazy when I talk to myself in my mind. What the hell? Yeah, and um, that's I, I like to ask the question when I step in or something hard. I'm like, what would the best version of myself do? And I just sort of just do that and it's been working pretty well. <laughs> so you were talking to your dad? Yeah. Use it, like, like using the king or the warrior magician lover? Or? Yeah, I stood up into my king. Um, you know, you step into multiple of them when you do an activity. So the activity was like I might have created the piece of paper to write down this and I used my lover to express the feelings and everything and then to my king to deliver it. So that's so conscious, bro. Yeah, that's so. Con- I respect that. I got to. I got to respect that. That's so conscious. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I, um, I learned that from you. So it's it's all kudos to yourself. So um, you, I have that gratitude for you. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, bro. Um, but yeah, so I sat down at the park, and um, you know, I just had that piece of paper. I even got my brother to send a video of him doing his eulogy as well. So <laughs> I was just bringing a. How I not heard about any of this, Hayden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just took the stuff that we taught you and went like ten x at it. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to do this now because King, you know, King gonna step up. Yeah, King's so. gonna do it. Um, so yeah, I got my brother. He did the video, so I showed him the video of that, and I said, "This is an exercise, Dad." And then I, um, you know, I read mine and had a few tears. He had a bit of tears, and he was all. So like, you know, I've got to be better. And from there, it's it's hit him from home. He's starting to do little implementations to be that better. Um, it takes a long time for the older generation to get around oh, it. Like, I know from yourself, your experience with your father yeah. as well, it, it's the same. that it's, It takes some time, but you will get there. And I think that it, the hardest thing is being vulnerable to him and just expressing your feelings. Just dropping my shield, 
give him my expressions and just tell him exactly true, authentic. Um, and the way you deliver it is just, I guess, what I did is the eulogy. So yeah, um, that's how you get alpha dad, your dad. Yeah, yeah. There's like, he could try to like, you know, that, that really like separates the bond of being like, I'm not your son anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, you, like you're equal and probably more advanced than you. You say some shit like that and they're just like, oh shit. Like I've been holding on for stuff like my whole life. Yeah. I was literally, I was talking to my housemate today and I was like, we should probably do like a next level, but one was like, bring your dad. Yeah. That a squire program or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah like a- I was like, bring your dad. I'm like, I, I wouldn't even need to write an agenda. Like I just, I just need a day. Yep. I'd fix everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Father-son workshop is, is yeah, that, that would be nuts. Yeah. I think it's also a good thing, like, even though I've had that, like, my dad's been absolutely loving to bits. He's the best ever. But it's like, Dad, I want you to be the best. And, you know, I've had to it, – it's good because it's taught me to go, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to follow that path. I need to become someone else. So yeah. as much as it, it does happen to you, it happens to be a reason to be able to grow and do that. So – uh, for any of the other guys out there that do have that kind of situation with fathers or even worse or with mothers and stuff, it's a good uh, one to as a, act as a challenge and not like, oh, this is shit, this happened to me, I'm a victim and do that. It's, take some yeah. responsibility. Yep. And yeah, 10X yourself. Yeah, because it holds you back from business and everything else. Like if you go to that emotional shit, like just hanging on, like I find like for a lot of us dudes, we feel like our dads have to do something first or like like so that we can so that we get permission to do it. Cause like maybe they didn't do it as a kid. And then like when they finally do it, it's like, Oh, now I've got permission to do this now. Like I know when I was like going on holidays, I kept ringing my dad. I'm like, dad, you got to book somewhere to go. And I felt guilty for going on holidays because he never got, never went to, it's not, he never got to, he could afford it, but he never went on holidays or we hate our dads so much that we go and do something out of despite, like, at, like to despise them and be like, you know, fuck you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And then like, you get bickering at each other. It's like the whole world's like trying to help you guys separate, like the the that like like the father son bond bond, so that you can connect connect better as like you know as like just like really close friends. And having like a conversation like that, like yeah. you did, is just the quickest way to just samurai sword. Yeah. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cut the bullshit. We're just going, yeah. going straight to level ten. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. So how did how did learning all of like these things as well uh, like help you with like the awareness to make decisions like in your business, focus on your business, not distract yourself with partying. Like how did you use these to end up like, you know, uh, really working on your career and making it progress? Yeah. So there's so many tools in the program. It's there's like, like for example, that energy, uh, the energy one in module four, I think it is, is just optimizing your health because, you know, when you're starting, I have an e-com brand and the fire company as well. And I'm sort of just like juggling them and then your health sort of slips and you're like trying to like build them all and like juggle these things that just having optimizing your health. They so have like a routine where, you know, you're getting that in box. So once your health is there and it's like that, um, the hierarchy, man, you get your health sorted and body and it goes all the way up. Um, but that was, that was a good one for uh, helping me balance uh, business is like getting my health sorted and then everything sort of starts to follow in place with the steps. So um, another one is, yeah, another one's blockages was like emotions. So bringing the awareness, accepting them, and then um, best dealing with like reptilian brain, uh, human brain and monkey brain and knowing when, okay, oh my, why have I got so much emotions? Like why am a monkey? It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, monkeys act out on emotions. Like, what are you doing? That, that's not that's not, a, that's not a masculine thing. That's you acting out as a feminine, just going, rah, 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 like, rah, why are you biting at? And then, and then I always like to go, okay, I'm getting all these emotions and I'm like, I always catch myself like, hey, monkey brain, shut up, get the human brain back and then it gets me reset back in. So, so um, 
So what, yeah. what, what like real world things have happened? Tell me, tell me some cool stories like oh. in regards to that. Oh, um, I think it's when I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm just sitting at the computer and I've got so much stuff to do and I'll be like, I'll be like angry and I'm like, oh fuck, I need to do this. I need it. And you just, I'm walking around the house, like going to things. I'm not even, it's no order. I'm just going like, I feel like I've just got dementia. I'm forgetting what I'm doing. I'm just grabbing random shit. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, why? And I did nothing. And I've got no schedule, nothing planned. It's just all just. Feel unproductive yeah, as hell. Yeah, unproductive. And I'm staring at the screens and it's just like, fuck, why? I just want to. Yeah, just head button screens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work. Yeah. Um, it's just dealing and dealing with colleagues. Like my old job with in corporate, it's like a train, fire trainer's corp, um, corporate job. So go to different businesses and stuff, and then things that weren't like working well, and um, you know these things. Um, yeah, just the angers, you know, just the emotions, and you just want to act out, and you're like, just bring yourself back down. Um, it's a massive one. So yeah. Um, and then that, uh, analyzing the reptilian, I was probably in the reptilian for six months in overseas too. Oh, so yeah. that's why it was so hard to like, you know, just always survival, survival, survival. So, um, yeah, that took a bit to like flush out as well to get back into, you can talk, make decisions and human stuff instead of just acting out and survival. But that's probably another one is um, being from in a survival area where it's high threat and everything like that and you're always wired and everything and then, not and act not uh when i got back it's like all right so i went from reptilian survival and then all the emotions sort of come up from the monkey so just you know and then finally then i'll go into the human because it's the slowest one so you've got survival monkey and then human and it's obviously reptilians like instant monkeys like that little next bit and then the human takes a little bit to like process all those emotions of what just happened so it's like what the fuck just happened i love how you've like figured that out and like you're so aware of it and like with your decisions you're like oh i'm reacting Oh, now I'm reacting on emotion. Let me just chill for a second. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to talk to Gandalf for a minute. Hang on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, just having full conversations. Guys, monkey, you, person, Gandalf, yeah. right? We need to have a chat. Yeah. Bring in fellas. Gandalf, granddaddy, come over. <laughs> come over, come in here. It's We're having a chat, right? Yeah. We're going to send an email. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's like almost like the Lord of the Rings where they've got the one ring and they're all doing that meeting and then Gimli's like, oh, anger and tries to like break the thing. And I was like, you idiot, why are you doing that? Yeah, literally. Like, you get rid of your Gimli. Yeah, yeah. Have a little counsel of yourself in there. Imagine what your king is, your warrior, your magician, your lover is there. And then, act, you know, my warrior is going to be massive. He's going to be huge. And then my magician probably looks like the Yu-Gi-Oh fucking purple dude. <laughs> What's that? Um, yeah, the, um, the, the evil dude or the white hair guy? Uh, no, the- um, Oh, the actual evil magician, the yeah, card. Yeah. Magician. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That, that's yeah. when I think about a, a magician. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Because I think it, I can't remember his name. But, um, it's like dark, dark, dark magician. magician or yeah, 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 yeah. That. Um, I can't believe I remembered that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen like when you go that long. I <laughs> yeah. popped in my brain. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the lovers. I don't know. He's probably some stud or something like that. It's like Shawn Michaels or something like. He's <laughs> on a heartbreak kid or something. <laughs> 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 what do you think yeah. of the king? You gotta finish off the set oh, now. The king, man, he'd probably use some uh just like Zeus. Yeah. Something like just Zeus. He's just an absolute boss. It's really cool actually. I like the Zeus story because when Zeus stepped into his like most intense kinghood, which is why like with our wheel of King Mori Magician Lover, he stepped into his uh, his um kinghood when he ended up it was like eating or doing something with one of these feminine gods he was trying to bang. Yeah. Zeus tried to fuck everyone in Greek mythology, you know yeah, what I mean? He like, does. He's fucking everyone. And she ends up like planting herself in his brain and he never gets rid of her. Yeah. I can't remember. It starts with an M. It's Medusa. Um, not, 
Majing, Madur. It starts with an M. Yeah, Madur. Nah, yeah, I know. You like, know the one? Yeah. And it, uh, crazy. And then, then it influences all his decisions. And then he starts making really good decisions because she's just injecting a little bit of love and a little bit of compassion. So he's not being such a fucking tyrant all the time and like ruining shit and banishing Prometheus. Like, dude, Prometheus is a yeah. king. Get him back. Um, and it's really interesting because that's like, that's just a little bit of lover. It's like yeah. just a little bit of like focused, I would say, like feminine masculine energy, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you can love masculine and you can love feminine. Yep. And I feel like that's a very masculine way of loving. And when you figure that out and you can like apply that to all your decisions, it's like that's when you show up as like a proper king. So I think like yeah. Zeus is a good example. Yeah. You know? He also gets hit in the head with an axe and Athena comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so wild that, uh, yeah. But um, well, it's- that's a, I like Greek myth. Hitting the head with an axe, Athena comes out. Yeah. He fucking puts Dionysus in his thigh yeah. before he gets birthed, like slits it open and Dionysus comes out. Like, yeah. man, Greek mythology is fucking gory, it's, bro. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Charges me up though. I'm like, oh, yeah. what the, what, what the, what the, how yeah. do we even think of this shit? Yeah. It's yeah. like that ask, what would Zeus do? I'm like, uh, thunderbolt someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? He'll actually make a, a strategic decision on it. And yeah. yeah. I'd hate to be Hera. Like, just fucking, that'd be the worst. She's just always like planning shit and. She's, I guess it's Zeus's fault, but yeah, it is. I feel like she just gets cheating on all the time. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just chasing him, and I'm like, you know, it's so funny. Like, like when you think of like the real much like alpha dogs who I like that. It's like you know that would happen. It's like you know, there's a part of the woman who was fears man leaving and like doing something, and it may not be cheating on his partner with, and I like the mythology for it with another woman or a woman. It's like cheating on with work, cheating on with scrolling on your phone, cheating on looking at porn. Cheating on like no attentions, lack of presence, mm-hmm. and Hera just like wanting it all the time. And then when he does give it to Hera, she just turns into this fucking like goddess. It's like Queen like charges up, and like everyone benefits when Zeus is giving Hera energy. And then yep. he's like sneaking around the rest of the time, you're like, going into going, wolves. Yeah. yeah, but it tells awesome stories, right? Of yeah. like the, fe- the feminine and the masculine. I find it like fascinates the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I um when I really got into it because I love that Greek stuff and and I, when I started I was like I'm learning lessons from these from these things of like jealousy and and how they interact in relationships because that's like it's sort of like the start of like the universe or whatever they do in the in the cosmos but you know how they all interact and they're learning from their lessons and stuff and you know Atlas and you know being an absolute boss and then Hercules tri- uh, trials and tribulations through his just journey and when I when I read um uh the uh, it's um, heroes, yeah, and it's her, it goes on about Hercules chapter. I was like, wow, Hercules has been through some shit, yeah. Um, and I, that gave me oh, inspiration to every day. I was waking up, I was like, Fucking, I'm gonna be Hercules today. Did you read that when you were doing set the standard? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. during yeah. Um, it also brings back to another thing I really did. Um, a note that I would like to mention was um the temptress. Uh, there was a little module in in it, and someone was going about the tent- uh, temptress and how it shows up in. You know, um, the temperatures will t- tempt you into porn. Uh, you know, goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, every time you go to go drink or something that you you know you go against your vision or what your your purpose is or what you want to do, uh, the temptress is always there tempting you to you know I oh, just eat that meal or here's a dessert. Uh, go watch some porn. Of you know, it's just there's a temptress there, and I always like to imagine there's a temptress that just tempts you to go do the things that you don't shouldn't be doing we all have our inner succubus yes <laughs> right yeah. it's crazy I, I love the tempter stuff because it's like a core part of the hero's journey i feel like every like every single section of the hero's journey is like when you dive deep into it it's like there's this thing that's just so present in our life all the time 
And yeah, Temptress One is a big one because when you start highlighting like feminine energy and like how good it is and us men, like how we need it, especially if you're a high performer, if you're high achiever, if you like working hard, if you've got two fucking businesses and you're trying to manage them, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and get everything done and you've got like trauma from army, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, right? yeah, and it was a, so masculine. It's like, yeah. you know, if there's, you haven't got that sort of feminine flow within you, then it, it shows up in beers with the boys, cuddles. I'm like, oh, like, fuck yeah, we're in yeah. this together. We just completed a deployment. Hell yeah. Like all that feminine energy, like you got, you need that because you've been so masculine yeah. and it's, everything's always going to like balance back and forth yin and yang at some point it's going to come in. But when you can notice those temptations, hey. Oh. Massive. Whoa. And then they're everywhere. And you're like, I'm tempted yeah. with everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a balancing act though. Like you go in full masculine and you're full feminine. And you're like, oh, I've got to balance. I've been to this for so long. And you get stuck in that. And then you're like, I've got none of this anymore. So it's just, yeah, absolutely balancing act. Enough. Yeah. I tack bodybuilding shows. Like when oh. I have a bodybuilding show, I'm like, I'm going to be so masculine here. In my routine, I'm, I'm going to schedule like sending positive text messages to people yeah. or making sure that I'm doing something really nice for my partner or make sure that I'm booking in like, like okay, in my calendar as like sort of like mental noted, I'm right. So from 10 in the morning till 2 is just sex time. Well, like, yeah. like whatever it <laughs> yeah. is, whatever, then just somewhere in there, yeah. we want to go in there and just like yeah. let it flow because I'm going to goddamn need that. And if I don't let that in, I'll just be so wired all the time. Yeah, wow. That's so you like realign yourself so you're not get caught up into that masculine. It's just like, hey, it's a remind, little reminders to. Yeah, it's just to consciously think about. And then like, you know, because well, it's easy when you got a bodybuilding comp because you know that it's coming. Sometimes in business, if you like, as you know, it's like you can't exactly, it's a bit harder to plan what's happening for the next. Because sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, whoa, we're winning. Woohoo, I'm the money man. Look at all this money coming to me. And other times you're like, oh, shit. I have to work so hard right now to like yep. crush this. And that's when it gets stressful and overwhelming and you can't pick those moments because I feel like money's just an energy. You can't control it, right? Yep. Um, you can put in wicked structures in place, but it's yep. like you can direct the water. Yep. But um, in terms of like when and knowing when it's going to tsunami and when it's not, it's a little bit, it's harder to predict. Yeah. So when like I find like those things are happening, I'm like, okay, for the last couple of months, I've actually been a little bit feminine. So now this is like focus on masculine. So let's focus on some structure. Let's get some things done and, and sort it out. But then noticing if I am focusing on the masculine, I'm going to need to be focusing on the feminine. So I noticed like this year for me, I've been doing so much masculine shit. Just like, so I was like, go on to Japan, book Japan, book flights to Dubai, book flights to um, America, just have some trips like throughout the year of just traveling. I'm like, okay, there's going to be, I'm focusing on my business hard for the next like six, seven months. So I'm like, in between, I'm going to go on some holidays to just like let loose a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, that is definitely something I need to do as well. <laughs> yeah. it's like, just being like, I need to go masculine, build my shit, go home. And it, it just comes in waves. Like it's like pits and troughs. Like you got to acknowledge when you're in the, in the pit and you're like, I got to fight my way out of here. Oh, back on the trouble. Oh, it's cool. Okay. And then it just crashes again. <laughs> and and it, it's like, I always ask myself like, um, you know, when it's really shit and you're like, ah, oh, fucking, I'm just, it's not working out. It's all this stuff. And I usually ask myself, um, this is where most people would quit. And then that always just realigns me. Or um, I say like, this is where I have to show up and how would I show up in my lowest time? And that's usually realigns me to go, you're good. You go back up there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I've got a couple more questions as well. What are your biggest temptations? Currently, what are like the biggest temptations? Oh, I'd say phone distraction. Like just, just it's the algorithm. It's, procrastination distraction it's just something that i've got to do a task i'd rather just go on my phone and scroll for a bit and just doom scroll and and then it's also 
not it's trying to communicate and it's like oh i should get girls or like get more value from some, like you know uh, it's the temptress of like i need some self-worth to you know build i don't know what it is like to make me to to make, take action or something yeah make me feel good or Dude, looking tiktok for- is a drug oh. i don't care what anyone says also because i've been like because i post on tiktok and i notice i got to post and get off because i said i'm like this is too fun like i'm i'm having such a good time like oh my god i relate to that whole oh, that thing oh, i'm going to japan look at all these things I'm like, I'm like, and I'm noticing, I was like, oh, okay, I'm giving myself five minutes because otherwise I'm, I'm not going to get out. I'll give myself five minutes and just let my brain like do its thing because like I'm noticing I'm high. I'm like, I'm literally high while I'm having this. Like, I can, I can feel it in my brain. Yep. Oh, I've, I've noticed that when, if you, I don't do this, I have, I've got this app, it's Opal and I've, it's literally like a restrictor. It literally doesn't let yeah. you do things. So I've done, like, I don't check it until five to six now yeah. in the Arvo. But when I used to, I used like tempted, I was just like, oh, what if I got an Instagram message or what if I got a Snapchat or something? I would like open it. And then I've just like in the morning, you know, check your phone, wake up, like alarms on the phone. So you click that and you're like, oh, tempted. All right. And you open it up. I've just let everyone into my room in the morning. It's like, <laughs> This is just, you know, it's just you're scrolling. You literally let everyone into your room. Get out of my room. Yeah, get out of everyone. Get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I should start it off with like get up, go to the gym, do that stuff. I generally do. But, you know, I noticed that that was affecting my start of my day. And it's like the first five minutes you wake up is like something you should you set intentions for the day. And if you're feeling with Instagram and scrolling, you're like, I've just let all these people in on my day in the first thing. So. God damn. Yeah. I've, it, it's a, That's probably I love that. Temptations. Just, just literally phone. Yep. Get out of my bloody room. Yep. All right, I've got another one. So this one was like, how do you think, what, what is the best way for men to become the most, like the best versions of themselves? Oh, this is a good one. I um, First, I actually started uh, finding ways to naturally boost my testosterone. That was a huge one for me because I noticed when I was listening to your podcast about testosterone and it's like, you should have a Rocky in the morning, like fucking ready to go, go to war. I was like, that sometimes happens, not all the time for me. So I was like, that's a good indication my levels aren't optimum. So I got on the path of, you know, doing cold showers, doing workouts, increasing my protein, all that sort of like all these natural things that I can do to naturally do best uh, boost it. That helped me with more test. I've got so much testosterone out. I'm like always like, oh, fuck, on, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. It's actually a bit scary. I find like some men can't handle the amount of testosterone when you feel it that it's like, fuck, I need to go do something because this is so uncomfortable because it is a lust. It's like a sexual urge and like this energy that just like comes from like your lower body. You know, when it happened, I I quit like masturbation ages ago and I remember I wasn't seeing anyone. So I just went for a long time. Like I think it was like six or seven months with like no ejaculation. And I remember just like the sheer force and I was like, this is so uncomfortable like oh. so uncomfortable. Right, got to focus this fucking energy right now. Cause yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You're fucking up there, man. Yeah. So bringing that in, like that was a big one. Uh, the test, uh, the other opposite is though, is the temptress of like, I should go do a wank right now. Cause there's some hot chicks on my phone and like, I just got so much <laughs> testosterone. I just want to go, but, but I'm doing the same. I'm doing once a month now, as in that's only my time period. So it's 12 a year. And then eventually I'll stamp that out, but I have done a good job, man. Everything. So, yeah, and it's, it's full on, eh? Oh, it's 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 hard, and it's hard. Probably for all the dudes out there, they're like, I do it once a week, or once, uh, sorry, once a day, or twice a day. I'm like, fuck, that's just draining. So you're just shooting that energy, and it's just on, wasted. Yeah. It's yeah. So 
that was the biggest one. I think that was a good stepping stone for people who want to get to the best, most alpha like dude that they want to be is boost your testosterone because there's so many things in the modern world that literally are taking it away from you. And um, yeah, you just need to get that back, I think. And once that is, I think you can make better decisions. Your health will kidding. You get big, bigger muscles if you're working out because you'll, you'll naturally, if you look up natural test, natural ways to boost testosterone, it's the first one's like one of those is exercise. So you, yeah. you start getting bigger. It's like exercise start, and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That was the big one, sleep. I was doing like four hours of sleep until I listened to your podcast. I was like on, on sleep and I was like- What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I was like- <laughs> Thank you though. Yeah, no, it was a life changer. I actually like realized I was trying to be one of those entrepreneurs and hustle, 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 less sleep, you know, whatever. Uh, and I was working on my e-com brand at the start, at, the, at that point. And I was going to bed at 12, waking up at four, going to the gym, all that. And I was just- oh, it was, I love working with the e-com <laughs> dudes, bro. Yeah, it, yeah it's-, it's, uh, it's uh, it's it's wild, but four hours of sleep, and then I realized I listened to your podcast on sleep, and I was like, man, I am now getting eight hours circadian rhythm. Let's realign the whole shit, and I'm like, wow, my whole day I sacrificed four hours of that sleep. Um, when they're back in the day, and I'd be like so sleepy throughout the day, I would fucking do shit all and everything. Then I got my eight hours, and I was like, oh, now achieve my sixteen hour bloody window of being able to do absolute productivity. So <laughs> it's just so many things to change with naturally boosting your testosterone i think that's the best way to straight go to you know because you're going to increase your protein and everything and it's also dealing with your emotions as well because a lot of time out like a testosterone smash because we've got all this stress or whatever it is from shit that we haven't healed but no, i do love working with econ people because like the hustlers and like the entrepreneurs and the grinder i'm like give, give me you for just a little while i'm just bam change some shit around they're like wow yeah. i'm so much more successful now yeah. and i'm not stressed and i'm like <laughs> Like magic. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes having to let go, right? That's the hard part because this emotional thing is like, oh, I mean, what do you mean stop four hours? Yeah. No, what do you mean have more sleep than four hours? I'm like, I'm never going to get anything done. And it's like, I remember a mentor was so funny. I was like, one of my mentors asked, I was like, he was a lot older. I was like, what do you think is like the best way to become successful? And he was like, I don't know, probably get more sleep. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. started laughing. I was like, it- I, I get it. Such a big factor. I didn't realize, and because the army doesn't let you sleep much either. Like you go outfield, you, you used know, to do it. pickets, and you up at late nights. So, yeah, I was usually used to like I was trying to be Batman, like sleep on four to six hours, and I was actually aiming like six hours is my perfect mark. And I was like, no, it's not. Lie to yourself. It's not. <laughs> get one of these. Get an O-ring. You know, I, like, goddamn. I'm getting. I've, I've got my G, uh, these bangers, but uh, I'm going to get one of those for sure, dude. Yeah. Life changing. Yeah. Um, there was another question I had for you. I love that. Great answer as well. By the way, it's so sick. Um, it was something along the lines of something to do. I wanted to ask something about like, uh, not so much like men becoming the best version of themselves, but, um, men becoming superior men through balancing like personal life and business and like your thoughts on, on that. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm still in the process of doing that at the moment with balancing. It's like, yeah, it's a balancing act. And I know, I've, I'm on the fence about the decision. Uh, sorry, on the fence about this one where I've listened to some people and they say there is no balance. Some people say there is balance. And the people that say there is no balance, it's like, well, what you got to do is if your business is going shit, then you got to do the business and then your family might go to shit, then you got to balance that as well. It's just like a balancing game of actually just lifting them up, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's hard. I don't know if it can have an always – it's never going to be equal. I, I just don't believe it. Um, and there's a guy out there that does it. 
Maybe Corey, <laughs> probably do that. <laughs> Take that back. Well, well, what um, what are some things I'd like to hear you this, like because uh, I this because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna magician you. <laughs> oh, no. no, so no, so like in regards to like communication, emotional intelligence, your awareness, and like the tools that you have learned. Like, how are you using that to make your personal life great? And your business great, even when sometimes they're both out of balance. Yeah, that that is probably one of the biggest things is is that self awareness of when that's happening is you know because you can get so stuck into doing business in your friendships, relationships, all that sort of thing. You just ah in there, and then having that awareness to just bring yourself out of that decision, make a good decision, step into either king, warrior, whatever you have to do, and then um, and also it's like a it's like a you know, what role are you going to do? These are your emotions. This is how you're acting. It's just all one big sort of ball that you kind of just got to sit there, unpuzzle it for a little bit, and then just decide on the, what you, how you're going to best deal with it. And us men, we just go straight into like solutions and this is what <laughs> it is. And then it's like, nah, you got emotions with that decision. Okay, let's have a sit where you got to be, what you got to do. So yeah, that, that one is, it's just like a combination of all those. And once you start nailing them all, these decisions become easier. And yeah, it just. See, that's the cheat code. It is. It's a blue, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's literally the cheat code. It's like, just like your awareness, your communication, having the right tools. It's like, you're kind of always balanced if you're aware of it. You're like, oh, wicked. Like, for example, <laughs> I was having like a crazy month, like the last, last month, we had like a crazy week, but like we're pretty slow for like the month moving forward. And I just mentioned to my partner, I was just like said to her, I was like, cool, just letting you know, I'm going to need some support in October because I'm going to be going balls to the wall. We're going hard. We're going to be crushing it. There's like a lot of pressure on um, just for like the um, amount of stuff that I've got to do. So I'm just like letting you know that. She's like, I got your fucking back. I was like, sick. Yep, that. Now I don't have to worry, right? Yeah. Right. Just because I said one thing. But, but I knew instead of letting stress coming aware, it's like, okay, I remain pretty calm, even though like when some stress comes in, I'm like, oh, allow the stress to come up. And then I'm like, ooh, allow the stress to come out. I'm getting Jedi at that shit. I'm getting like real Jedi at it. Yep. So I just sent her a message and she was like, of course, crush it. And it's, I was like, win. I was like, I win. <laughs> I'm ba- it's easy, done. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Dad in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I know everyone says it's so hard. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard for a dude to um, say that too. Say, hey, I'm going to be struggling. Like, because we don't want to always, yeah. we don't want to say, yeah. I'm struggling. Especially like, to your girl, because oh, it makes you weak yeah. and you feel like she's like not going to yep. like you. But instead, like, you say that shit to your girl and like the message back is like, I got your fucking back, crush it. Yep. I'm like, yep. all right, that morning wood that was lost if I had no testosterone, <laughs> it's back up again. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. That's something as well with uh, you know your rela- oh, like I only ended a relationship in June like three four months ago. So um, yeah, that was um, that was something that I really really acknowledged that I didn't share much of my emotions and let her know of how I was feeling. And I think that's a big one for dudes that we just say logical answer and just be like, yeah, I'm good. And like, yeah, but I, what do you actually need to say? I'm good. Oh, I need support in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm just feeling shit right now. And that was so hard to just say that. <laughs> Good fucking job. Have you been saying that? Getting through it? Yeah, well, I've ended that relationship now, so it's, it's oh, yeah, yeah. it was just not working for me at the time. Yeah. But now in my future one, um, get the now, courage. Like, I'll have yeah, and now I'll have the blueprint from all everything that we've been learning and taught and, and taught um, that I'll be able to go, okay, now I can identify these. I now can just show emotion, especially after the events that we've done. I can now give the emotion and just <laughs> be able to just like I surrender in it and give give the like it's like a man, you just you know, you're surrendering, you're giving your sword to the feminine and she's like, 
I've got your back. And you're like, thank you. And then she gives you a bigger weapon. You're like, I'll go fucking shit. <laughs> Literally, that is the best way of explaining it ever. Oh my God. And thanks for saying that, man. Like, thanks for coming to the retreat and like just fucking leaning in and completely changing everything afterwards. Because you just saying that, I feel like every dude listening is like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Like, best thing I've ever done. Like, <laughs> just, just fucking do it. I was like, I didn't even have the funds at the time. I was like, uh, I'd rather do this than fucking money will come and go like fucking just spend that and just go do it. And it was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. I came after that week. I was like, wow. I was like, that was worth it. <laughs> I was like, that was next level. And I was like, it was called next level for some reason. I was like, yeah, that was, that was hectic. And, and like, yeah, the dudes that you get from it, the network, like dudes that are just the same boat we're all in the same boat. And like, it's like when you're, you're like, roll, roll. And you're now, but before it was all like people like over there throwing up on the board and no one's commanding. <laughs> then you get a leader and it just starts rowing. Everyone's fucking working together. And we're like, whoa, we're getting somewhere now. And we get to the island and we're like, now we can celebrate. Otherwise <laughs> <laughs> it's like a storm before. And yeah, so. So sick, dude. Yeah. Well, for man, everyone who's listening, where can they find you? What are your businesses? How can they get connected with you? Yeah, so um, uh, Hayden Heath is just my name. So in Instagram, just Hayden Heath. Um, it's got a second H on the end. Um, and my businesses are just run an e-com brand that's just going at the moment. Just what is chilling. it? Um, it's plasma lighters. So yeah, they're like sick. Electric, yeah, I think I I've got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just electric lighter, so no gas. It's just rechargeable. So you just sell them online. Um, What's the brand called? Uh, it is literally called plasma lighters. Oh, sick. Yeah, so it's www.plasmalighters.com.au. Um and uh, my main baby, though, is that's why I've sort of parked Ecom at the moment, and uh, I'll get into that later, but I'm really building up this company now. It's called Firevolt. Um, so, you know, any business or brick-and-mortar people that uh, have no idea about um, business compliance and stuff with fire training, evacuation diagrams, uh, fire maintenance, um, test and tag and all that. So we sort of do everything with compliance. So if a business, you know, um, has a warehouse and they're like, we've got extinguishers, we don't do training, we don't evacuate, we don't have anything to set up like wardens and all that. You're the fucking guys. The awesome. Guy. All listeners like to leave them one challenge after this conversation. Give them one challenge for them to do that they can take action on now. I would say download Opal, which is that app or some sort of app that stops or restricts or put a limit on your on your social media because that has now 10x to like my productivity. Uh, my fifty my productivity went up fifty percent when I, as soon as I limited, I gave myself non negotiables. I'm not checking Instagram until five to six is my window every day, and uh, you know what. Every time I jump on it, Instagram's not um, catching me anymore. I'm like, kind of like, this is not, I just reply to some people and then I don't have to like sit there scrolling. The more I was on it, the more I was using it, the more sucked in I was getting. So I just put those limiters on and you'll just see how much life is just so much better with like, especially nowadays where you got Snapchats, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, like Facebook, all that stuff. It's just so many temptations. So why not just restrict the fuck out of them and get you, go do your life productivity vision. Like that's more important than trying to like talk to some girls or, or do whatever or just scroll and doom scroll and watch every other entrepreneur get heaps successful. So just fucking focus on you and get there until you're there, then fucking, you know, then you can do what you want but for me that's that's how i go but yeah i'd also like to thank you as well with everything you did like my personal development journey was all started from yourself so i just like want to give you heaps of like love and gratitude that uh, i appreciate you brother and just everything that you've taught in health and everything from personal down to the retreats and everything that you've done and programs and everything it's just been absolute like yeah if you want to jump into it you're the man so i just want to give you that one so thank you dude Thank you so much for saying that. That means a lot because it's like not often that you get like the like the crazy recognition from that. So yep. thank you, bro. Thanks for trusting me. No worries. Yeah, it, it, honestly, like everything, like Greek myth, like um, magician warrior, uh, bloody 
man symbols, uh, all that stuff, like superior man, like everything is just stemmed from your way that you've cut all this information down and gave it in small chunks for us to actually understand instead of you've done that so many hours on to hours on town and imagine another computer just doing away doing that. And I'm like, that is so much work. And like, yeah, just really appreciate that, man. So thank you, bro. No worries. I feel that big time. Thank you. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Sweet. Well, that's it. Well, you- Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.